You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Thursday, April 1st. It's April Fool's Day. We're not playing any jokes, though, on this show because we got Wesley Euler on from Steeler Nation Radio, iHeartRadio, all the radios. Wes is going to talk to me. We're going to talk about pro days. We're going to talk about some of the myths of pro days and just some of the outlooks that we have on the draft and players that are getting hyped up and what it might do for the Steelers' plans, as well as what the Steelers' plans have been in some of the smaller signings that they continue to add, as well as a new Steeler that they're bringing in to maybe sign sometime this week. Today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rock Auto has an amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today and tell them that Locked On sent you. Remember to subscribe to the Locked On Steelers podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio.com, which is now Odyssey a new app that you can download on your phone. Check out all the different ways to listen to the podcast. Rate us five stars with a positive comment, and you get a shout-out at the end of the show. Let's get into it. So sometimes on a Thursday, we are graced with the presence of Wes Euler, my man from Steeler Nation Radio, iHeartRadio, all the radios. This man controls the airwaves in the city of Pittsburgh. I got to say, Wes, it's always great to have you on, man. Um, Thanks, guys. But we've had no short of uh, news and talking talk abouts here on the in the Steelers business because stuff keeps flying by. And this is normal, I guess, for free agency. Um, but we keep seeing the Steelers sign, you know, smaller guys like the other day it was Kalen Balans. And then today they signed, you know, a guy from a pro day who ran a four three forty. And, you know, they're they're just adding little pieces here and there. But everyone's like, but where are the big names? Where are they? <laughs> and, and I just think it's a reality check. Like, hey, this is what they always do. They, they give themselves a lot of camp bodies. They give themselves a lot of different talents and say, hey, you're all going to be fighting for different spots. Uh, and then they add to the draft and then they see who they can add at a good price. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Kevin Colbert doesn't want to pigeonhole himself into massive needs. I think a, a lot, right, Chris, certain teams, I feel like the Houston Texans and the Seattle Seahawks and the Cincinnati Bengals for the last decade, we've been saying eh, they need offensive line help. They need offensive line help. Yep. Everybody knows that they know that, but they mm-hmm. get so pigeonholed, so handcuffed in that, in the draft that they constantly reach year after year and just they're on the hamster wheel to madness and not really making any progress. Kevin Colbert doesn't want to go into a draft ever being in that position where he feels like, okay, I have to take a tackle here in the first round, or I have to take a linebacker here in the first round. And he doesn't also want to go to the opposite end of that extreme either saying where I'm going to give out a bunch of money in free agency. And then that's also in turn going to kind of pigeonhole what you're doing in the draft as well. Because if you give a ton of money to a position, but then all of a sudden there's BPA available at that same position. You can't justify drafting that guy if you just brought in somebody for a bunch of money. I I get that Steelers fans, I think by this point, we're expecting not an actuality on the field, but in terms of name recognition, Dante Moncrief type signing at this point, maybe. Yeah. Right. Um, again, not a guy who's like an A-lister, but a name that everybody knows and has been a productive NFL player. Maybe like a Wisniewski signing was this time last year, right, where it doesn't right blow you out of the water oh my god they just got an all pro but at the same time you know he's a solid guy who can play I get that 
I still think that that's a possibility. Wouldn't surprise me if we saw one or two of those guys before the draft. But yeah, this is what the Steelers always do. Don't panic. I would imagine they are not done wheeling and dealing. We're just a little under a month until the NFL draft. They will go into this um, with a roster that they feel like, okay, we can go wherever we want to go in the first round, the second round, pick 24, pick 25, and we are not handcuffed. We are not pigeonholed into, okay, we have to take this position. That's how they like to operate, and, and that's what Kevin Colbert and company are doing right now. Now, that's the thing, is Wes, is that we, you, you're not saying that – they they're like yeah this is our day this is our day one these guys are starter capable you're saying like hey we've gotten depth at different positions so it's not like we have to pick you know two linebackers or two cornerbacks or two running backs um and and if it works out that way sure they will uh you know if they if they want to double dip at a position and they've done that in years um you know they they've they've and then it's worked out for them sometimes when they've done it but uh i look at you know like i look at how the uh, how they definitely do need a running back or they definitely do need a center now maybe it's not a center who starts day one but eventually it's a center who at least you're saying like okay he's coming up the ranks a project guy yeah like he's gonna be a guy that by week eight week nine you feel comfortable with him snapping the ball to Roethlisberger and blocking with the other guys Uh, so like there's obvious need there but you know, we're talking about players like a Caleb Farley who might fall down the draft board. And you can't, like you said, you can't pitch in your whole yourself yourself into that situation where, dang it, this guy is a potential, you know, superstar cornerback. And because he had a back surgery, people have dropped, let him drop down the ranks. We can't pass on that. You know, you talk about on your show how Cam Hayward was the same deal yep. in, in, in 2011. That's what the Steelers. We think the Castro was too in 2012. Yes, exactly. And you got to be prepared. And and that's the other thing that I remind people, Wes, is that with this draft, we're gonna do a thousand more mock drafts over the next month, right? We we have no idea who might fall down to the Steelers. There could be a a name that drops to us now. We're like, oh my gosh, Micah Parsons, like you know, Mm -hmm. some someone ridiculous. J.C. Horn, exactly. J.C. Horn. You know, we're we're all everyone shot him up to the top of their boards because he had the best. Uh, pro day and everyone's talking about him but then let let something happen where some guys are like ah i don't know that, that happened with dk metcalf just two years ago mm-hmm. he destroyed he was the story of the combine it was the first combine i ever covered in what would have been 2018 he was the story of the combine the story at the 2018 nfl combine was my god did you see dk metcalf that dude just solidified himself as a first round pick a top 20 pick and then he still ended up going in the second round. That could happen with one of these guys, one of these Micah Parsons, one of these J.C. Horns. We don't think it will, but it certainly could. It's happened plenty of times before. You know, I I always I always say, like, there's always those moments in a draft where, like, I'm looking at, like, I think it was two, three years ago, and when the Raiders picked Cleland Farrell at the seventh <laughs> overall pick, and I was just like so – I thought it was, like, fourth or fifth. Was it seventh? I thought it, it was – It might have been fourth or fifth. I thought it was top I, five. I, I, I know it's top ten. But I, I had a whole board and I was like, I was getting right, right, right. I, I was just, I kept, I got, I got all, that was the only pick in the top 10 I didn't get right that year. And I was just like, so mad. I'm like, why, why would you do that? That's fine. Pass down this, these other star edge rushers down the line. But those things will happen and probably could happen. And, you know, like we're, you know, one example is we're hearing a lot about Mac Jones and what he yep. could, could bring to the table. We're, I want to get Wes's thoughts on the draft a little bit more, but first we got to take a quick break right here.
Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they can know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. There's so much to enjoy, and also... Don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Wesley Euler of Steeler Nation Radio and all the radios. Now, Wes, we got, you know, we get we get talk every year that hypes somebody up in the in, in this time. A guy that we that we thought, ah, yeah, he's not gonna get drafted in the first round now. You know, and now all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, we gotta draft him in the first round, top 10, maybe top five. The the, the anti DK Metcalf. The anti T, right. And that guy right now seems to be Mac Jones from Alabama because Mel Kuyper loves them. Uh, Dan Orlovsky loves them. All these people in um, all these people across the board in ESPN, they're, they're, they're hyping them up and they're, and they're saying, Ooh, look at his pro day. And then you're saying the same thing with, with Zach Wilson's pro day when he launched a bomb and then Justin Fields launched a bomb. It just, it continues to shake things up here. But again, this is where we're saying like in every draft board, every time you do a mock draft, Mac Jones is most likely not of not getting picked in that first five. But imagine if Mac Jones and Trey Lance and Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence all go. Oh, in the, you as in the a Steelers fan. Yeah. As a Steelers fan, you should be rooting for five quarterbacks to be taken in the top 15. It would be amazing. And, 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 and five wide receivers as well too. Cause you just know you're not going that route a hundred percent, but I'm with you, Chris. I, I am always so intrigued by, and, and this like Mac Jones is not a new revelation in this no. regard. There's, there's a Mac Jones, maybe two or three every single year. Yeah. But these guys who somehow the season ends and their stock just goes through the roof. Like yeah. I, I, how, how does that work? I, I, I don't get how that works. And particularly when you notice too, a guy like Justin Fields, Chris, who the last time we saw him walk off a football field, there were some people speculating, Hey, you know what? I bet you by the time we get to March and April, 
there'll be some people saying they like Justin Fields more than Trevor Lawrence. Hell, you know, it, it might not even be crazy right now to say Justin Fields could be the first overall pick. Now people are talking about Justin Fields like he's going to be the fourth or fifth quarterback taken. Like, yeah. what are we doing here? I, I don't get that, man. I really don't. Like, it, to me, I, I want to see you in pads. Like, the pro days, the yes. combines in, in normal non-pandemic years – Chris, I have, I have a friend from high school who is a scout for the Houston Texans. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to name drop him here or anything like that. I have a friend from high school that I went to high school with, who was a scout for the Houston Texans. And I asked him about this a few weeks ago. Cause he went to Pitts. He did Pitts. Like he's the guy for this region. So he goes to Pitt, Penn state, Ohio state, WVU, Marshall, JMU temple. He's at all those pro days. And I was kind of just picking his brain about this a few weeks ago. And he said to me, he said, dude, honestly, he said, I'm just looking for guys not to blow it at their pro day. You know, he said, and I love this. He was like, it's like when your teacher gave you the answer key the day before the test yes. said, here's 50 questions, 30 of them are going to be on the test tomorrow for the kids that come in and get A's. It really doesn't say much about them. What it really says is the kids who still come in and get C's and D's, even mm-hmm. though they had the answers, even though they had all 50 questions the night before they still came in the next day and got a C or a D or flunked the test. That's what they're looking for. So I, I, Dude, I, I don't get it. I don't get how Justin Fields has, has seemingly fallen. I Matt Jones, at least I think there's some rhyme or reason there. He's an Alabama guy, and they're just a football factory. So I think that plays into it. Undefeated as a starter, which I would argue works against him, but that's a different conversation that we can have at another time. But yeah, Chris, I'm still, I haven't changed really what I thought in January. Trevor Lawrence one, Justin Fields two. Then I think that's where the gap is. And then I'd probably go Zach Wilson three, Trey Lance four, Mac Jones five. Why? Like why all of a sudden just because he looked all right at pro day? That, dude, I I expect that. That's the bare minimum expectation. If you can't look good at pro day in in t-shirts and shorts with the same thing you've been working on for months in an air conditioned indoor facility with no pass rush. I would be more concerned if you couldn't make some of those throws. And again, something that Zach Banner said on Twitter that I thought was very interesting. He said, part of the, the hustle of, a, of the NFL scouting combine is you get there and then on the, on the day of the combine, you wake up at four o'clock in the morning. You're like livestock at a county fair. Exactly. You're just, you're pushed around all these different things that are measuring you and, and you don't get a break. And then after they call they measure- you, Pete Carroll will call you at 11 o'clock at night to, hey, yeah. we need you to come to the hotel and do an interview. Yep. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. It, it, it's a, it's a mental test as much as it's a physical test, because then you compete in, in those physical tests. It's not like you just show up for that and that's it. And then you go out and you hang out with your buddies. No, you're getting called all around the time. So you're tired. You could be frustrated. You could think like, Oh wait, what did I say that could that coach Carroll or coach Tomlin or coach Belichick? We, right. what, what are they, what do they do? And then you got to run this 40 yard dash. And if you just, if you just tick a little bit the wrong way, everyone's going to say, Oh, you ran a four five instead of a four, four five. What's wrong with you? You're not, you're a third rounder. And, and though that's the pressure of it but at a pro day it's your guys it's, it's your home college. turf it's your it's your home turf it's your it's your home coaches the rooting you on like, like, you're, like you're playing a home game against nobody that's exactly. what your pro day, that's what a pro day is essentially chris you're playing a home game against nobody just don't mess it up it, it, that's that's where i see that's where i see like people needed to put things into perspective like and it's and then when someone does great in a pro day absolutely celebrate it talk about yeah, it you know say, sure. say other things um, but, you know, also the coaches themselves, the college coaches themselves are working the politics too. Like um, I could say I cover Pitt during their pro day, Pat and Arduzzi, uh, they got, they got a senior receiver, DJ Turner and DJ Turner, uh, you know, during everyone's workouts, he told, he told us afterwards, he's like, I took T- DJ, took him away from the, the main, the main field and gave and had some scouts watch him field punts. 
And yo, that's something that at a combine, no, no coach is going to look at you, look out for you like that. He's like, Hey, look right. at what this dude could do on top of his 40 yard dash and on top of his, his three cone time. And on top of his ability to catch the ball, like he does all that. That's part of the pro days is that they are trying because those programs, they want you to succeed. They, they want you to go out and make and, and, yeah. and be, a, be a high draft pick, make big money. Cause so then the, they so that the, Yeah. So that the next year when they're trotting the next class of recruits through there, they could go, Hey, see that Chris Carter, you see him on the yeah. wall here. He was the 43rd overall pick in the NFL draft. We can do that for you, son exactly and and that's that's part of the madness with these pro days is that you know we look at these they're tailored to make these guys look good and then also heck yeah my, my favorite thing to laugh at is when people are like oh that's a pretty ball he threw uh like, <laughs> like the zach, zach wilson hub bubble oh my god dude and like and, and like and it was funny because when zach wilson did it it's, around, it's a nice it's a nice throw but like right. what, what do you expect right it's like you better hit that throw on your pro day otherwise you know if you don't hit that throw i'm asking questions and then that's and then the with, bare that's the bare minimum expectation right. is is to make a throw like that with no pass rush in an indoor in air conditioned facility mm-hmm. in your t-shirt and your shorts working with the same wide receiver that you've been working with every day for the last four years I loved when people took a clip of Sam Donald doing the exact same thing in an NFL game. And it was only, and he dealt with like, you know, getting off a guy, getting hit, throwing it in, you know, into mm-hmm. coverage. You know, I was like, and see like, and at the same time, like Sam Donald did that. And we don't look at Sam Donald like he's some superstar right now. You know, he, he's got lots of things to develop to me. Those things just show like, Hey, you can still hit the throw. You can get the ball out. Yeah. That's great. But what I, what it's like, what you said, it comes down to the pads. I want to see, do you, how do you, how did you process on the field? What kind of leader were you on the field? How did you show up, you know, every day mm-hmm. at practice, you know, what tone do you set and how do you carry yourself? Especially at the quarterback position too, because yes. think about it. Everything that you and I just described about pro days is the exact antithesis, the complete opposite about of what being a quarterback in the NFL is all about. Your pro days, they make it comfortable for you. It's easy. It's familiar. It's lockstep. It's follow the outline, follow the answer key. Being a quarterback in the NFL is a, it's 180 degrees different than that. It's the complete opposite. It's all about how you can react to the unknown. It's all about, being prepared for the unprepared you get what i'm saying there but like that 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 to me is just always it's one thing like if we want to talk about kyle pitts right and the tight end out of florida and what he was able to do today at least i'll entertain that conversation like everything that we ask quarterbacks to do at pro days is the exact opposite of what makes a good quarterback it just it blows my mind it 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 does it blows my mind we're not done talking about this we got to take one more quick break when we come back we're continuing this very conversation on the nfl draft and what we're looking for betonline.ag the only place that we trust here in the lockdown podcast network to place bets on even though football season's over there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, all capital letters and all one word, and that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL's done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, 
Use that promo code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Wes Euler of Steeler Nation Radio, iHeart Radio, ESPN Pittsburgh Radio. Like I say, all the radios. All the radios. Now, Wes, you know, we're talking about the quarterback situation and what people are are saying about how, you know, you know, you know, Zach Wilson, look at this throw, and Justin Fields make a throw like this. But it always comes down to me, you know, what do, what do the coaches get in the background? You know, what does what does your college coach tell you about it? Like, you know, for like for example, people found out about Paxton Lynch, like this dude was what was playing Call of Duty like until like three in the morning and then showing up to practice and being groggy and late and slow and and, and off. And he's a first round draft pick. And, and we know we don't we don't we're not privy to that. The the people that aren't the scouts, we know we're not in the war room. And, and then also at those pro days, you know, when you're talking about like you said, it's a complete 180 when you're playing in an NFL game every yes. game especially once you put your tape out there teams know your weaknesses they know hey we like he he likes to, to he likes to try and go after cover one so we'll show cover one and then we'll flip to cover two and then he'll be throwing into a deep safety who's waiting for his deep ball and those type of things you don't get to see at a pro day because again they're trying to to to, to ha- they're trying to to help you they're trying to show that you your strengths those strengths won't come out. They don't even come out during the combine, you know, the, you know, that consistently, you know, coaches get to ask those questions of the players, but it's a completely different process. I just think Wes, where the Steelers are looking right now, they're going to these pro days. The, the they're staring, they're staring at like, you like your friend who was a scout say you're staring, you're like looking at the, 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 the performances. That's cool. The numbers are great. I, I, that's all fine. But I want to get a sense of who this guy is. I, I, I want to say like, they showed Mike Tomlin talking to Justin Fields. He, he knows he ain't getting Justin Fields, but you know, Hey, let's get a sense from him. What does he think about his teammate? What is, what, what's this environment like? And who knows what might happen where he says, you know what, maybe he's asking about Pete Werner because you played against right. that guy or Baron Browning. Cause those are two linebackers. Mm-hmm. They may want to be looking at in, in the, in the early rounds. Those are the type type of information you're trying to gather Absolutely. and trying to establish with those programs. Cause also you never know next year, you know, you come down the line, you come back, come back down and you want to say like Alabama, Nick Saban, you want to make sure, Hey, Nick, Nick's going to give me whatever information I need Heck because yeah. I, I keep showing his players love. Heck yeah. I, you know what, a recent example of this, Andy Reid talked about how much Joe Burrow meant in the selection of Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Mm. Like, like Andy Reid talked at the draft last year, shortly after the draft last year about, you know, I got a chance to pick Joe Burrow's brain, a kid that played at Ohio state, you know, with, with Chase Young and the Bosa's and a kid that played at LSU with all these first round draft picks. And I asked him, who's the best football player you ever played with? And he didn't even hesitate. He said, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You know, so like I remember Andy Reid talking about how big his conversation was with Joe Burrow in their decision to select Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So that stuff happens all the time. You're absolutely right. It also works. You know, you mentioned Nick Saban in Alabama in the Minka Fitzpatrick way. Yeah. Where when Minka Fitzpatrick came out three years ago, the Steelers knew that they, there was no chance he was going to be on the board when they're selected. No chance. But you still do your due diligence because you never know. Maybe two years later, that guy's available. Yeah, Mike Tomlin knows Justin Fields ain't making it out of the top 10. He's probably not making it out of the top five. If he does, there's a lot of dumb NFL teams out there if he yeah. does make it out of the yeah. top five. Mike Tomlin knows that he's going to have no chance to, to draft Justin Fields, just like he knew he was going to have no chance to draft Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. You, 
But you don't think he did his due diligence with Dwayne Haskins too? You don't think that was part of the decision to bring Dwayne Haskins into Pittsburgh? You don't think with a guy like Sam Darnold, that hasn't been the same conversation? So yeah, Chris, absolutely. Maybe Tomlin in the back of his mind is thinking, there's no chance, Michael Parsons. I'd, I'd love, I'd rush to the podium to take Michael Parsons at pick 24. Yeah. But there's no chance he's going to be there at 24. But who knows? Maybe four years later, he's a free agent. Or, I mean, or maybe two or three years into his career, they have a coaching staff change and all of a sudden he's available uh, on the cheap on, on a trade. You have to do your homework on these guys because like Minka Fitzpatrick, you never know when they're going to be available. I mean, the politics of it, like you said, you that, that conversation that you may have with a guy, and it, it may not be a, hey, I drafted you. It's like, hey, I like the way you play, young man. I like I saw what you did in this game. What did you think about this? Or what do you think about that? And yeah. and you you get that conversation. Those things stick with players. And you know, that might be something that we're talking about. Carl Joseph, who's being brought in for a visit yep. th- this week, according to Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden said that stuff when he came from Cleveland a few years ago. Talked yep. about Mike Tomlin and the conversations that he had had with Mike Tomlin, the respect that he had for Mike Tomlin. Absolutely. It's that stuff, that stuff weighs. And then again, when you're looking for, and I got it as a free agent, you know, Joe Hayden, he was a free agent immediately signed to the Steelers. Carl, Carl Joseph, a guy, a, a safety, a former, I think he was 16th overall in, in, in his draft or 13th overall. In, in, 15th, I think. So, but it's somewhere 15, in the yeah. mid top 20, teams. top 20. Yeah. Right. He, he was a high draft pick. Didn't work out for the Raiders. He's been bouncing around. He was a Brown for a little bit, but now they're saying like, Hey, we need a depth safety. Let's, let's, let's try, let's give this guy a shot. And so according to Josina Anderson, he's coming in and he's getting a chance to, to play like to, to at least, you know, see what's going to happen with the Steelers. But can I, can I float, can I float one idea to you? Give me. So I, 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 I just, this came to me on the spot today on the show. And I did like a, I don't know, like a five or six riffing five or six minute riffing monologue talking mm-hmm. about a guy who I haven't heard much about until today. His name came up. Apparently, he's in discussions with the Dallas Cowboys. Nothing serious, but there's some conversations being going on there. Along the lines of where we started this episode, talking about Kevin Colbert and the, the supplemental signings, you know, yeah. not the A-list guys, but maybe some B and C guys who have yeah. uh, depreciated value and are good, you know, good value right now. KJ Wright, Chris Carter. Oh, I love KJ Wright. I, I've been having my eyes on him from the jump. You know, it, it has been presumed for a long time that he was going to go right back to Seattle, but he ain't done that yet. And nope. he's he'd be a heck of an off ball. Now he's in his 30s, like he's older. So like he'll you know, be 32 only, this summer. Right. So he's this is only for a couple of years, but that's an off ball linebacker with experience. Dude. You put him next to Devin Bush. He's a starter day one. He brings he just better. played. He just played next to an all pro for a decade. Like you exactly. don't think that guy knows how to fit into a really good defense with a really you don't think watching Bobby Wagner for the last decade. He has some nuggets of wisdom he can share with Devin Bush. And yeah, like you just said, he can move. He is that sideline to sideline. It wouldn't be like going as much as as much as we loved them. Mm. It wouldn't be like going from Devin Bush to Devin Bush to Vince Williams. Like right. KJ Wright is much more like and like in terms of their style as player. Yeah, I agree entirely. No, that that that'd be a great move if the Steelers pull that off. That would be the free agent signing. That's like okay, they they did their job here. Now that they 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 filled one of those holes, and honestly, that'd be a like. Said, it wouldn't feel as, like a priority then with one of the first two or three. It feel, doesn't it? Like off ball linebacker mm-hmm. feels like it's coming in the first two or three picks of the draft. You it, go get KJ Wright on a cheap deal, then all of a sudden. Yeah, you're like, yeah, not not so much, which I still think one of those type of signings is coming. An edge rusher, a cornerback, I I agree. Or, or or an off-ball linebacker, because that could that will help the free agency moves. Great point there by Wes and great that was my KJ. that was my take. There you go. That was my take. KJ, I just for for a guy that has been so good for so long and kind of fits exactly the you know the the bill of what the Steelers are trying to find, maybe for that position. I'm I'm just surprised there hasn't been more chatter around his name. That's all. 
I'm surprised as well. I, I'm interested to see if something comes of that. And it's funny, the guys who are often the quietest are the guys who the Steelers are like, hey, what you doing over there? <laughs> Why don't you come over to Pittsburgh right quick? <laughs> a fun show, my man. Wes, thanks so much for coming on. It's always a pleasure to have you on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Let people know they can find you, follow you, listen to you, get more of your work. I know you got some stuff coming up, coming on in the corner all the time. Yeah, like Chris said, I do do all the radios. Um, you can find me, though, on Twitter, at Wesley Euler. And I tell you, folks, uh, iHeartRadio does pay me. Not not handsomely, but they do pay me to do my job. But the Twitter followers are almost just as good. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. When Twitter followers pop up, the serotonin and the dopamine and the synapses and the brain start firing, and I feel good about myself. Uh, so on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, I'm always kind of posting show schedules and what we're doing on there. But basically, right now, my schedule switches from Steelers off season to Steelers regular season. So now through probably August, you know, when we get to training camp, I am Monday, Wednesday, Friday, two o'clock on 970 ESPN, ESPN Pittsburgh. I follow up the Godfather Stan Saverin, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, two o'clock on ESPN Pittsburgh. And then I'm still doing the show with Arthur Motes Tuesday and Thursday at noon on Steelers nation radio. Absolutely. Check Wes out. He's got, he does all the things, man. And you hear all the nuggets of wisdom you got on this show. Imagine him doing that all day on the radio. <laughs> That's why you listen to him. Thanks so much for listening to the Locked on Steelers podcast. Again, I'm your host, Chris Carter. You can follow me at Carter Critiques, Twitter, Instagram. You can also read my work at DKPittsburghSports.com, covering the Steelers, Pitt football, Pitt basketball, anything else, Pittsburgh there. Um, and thanks again for listening to the Locked on Steelers podcast. Remember to rate us five stars with a positive comment and you get a shout out at the end of the show. Thanks so much for those who have done that be back in your ears tomorrow when we've got a double dose of channel 11 jenna hunter and d9 pietro on the show check it out